everyone. Hi, hello. It is me, Allison Rosen. Welcome to another exciting episode of Allison Rosen is your new best friend. I'm sitting here with return guest Nikki Glazer. Hello. Hello. How's it going? Great. So we have a ton to catch up on. Yes. I spent um, some of today listening to the episode, oh. our episode from before. Oh, good. Yeah. What did you think I was going to say? Like an episode of some podcast I was on, like my own podcast. I don't know why I go, oh, I just, <laughs> I have this fear of podcasts now. Like yours, I, I've been turning them down a lot because I just say too much and then people get hurt or I just feel like the Trevor Noah thing is going to happen to me. Oh, right. Where like I'm going to hit it real big or just not even big, but someone's going to find some, pull some quote that I said, take it out of context, which in his case, it wasn't taken out of context, but uh, and just be like, <laughs> she's racist or she's, you know, I don't know. Mm-hmm. Fat shaming. I don't, something she like that. She loves soccer. Yeah. <laughs> I am going on record now and saying I do not like <laughs> soccer. Um, yeah, so I don't know why I just cringed. Also, my boyfriend has broke up with me because of a podcast. Um, really? We're back together, but like we went through a month of having been broken up because I went on a podcast and was just like, he's not going to listen to this. And blah, like, and not just one podcast. It was my own podcast. And it was like <laughs> 30 episodes of like me just venting about him. Like, and did he all of a sudden discover them? Well, he knew it was happening. He just... Now, which podcast was this? It's called We Know Nothing. Okay. I'm no longer on it, but it's still happening with the other two co-hosts. My roommate, Anya Marina, who's a musician, and then Phil Hanley, who's a comedian. Um, but I... Um, no, w- well, we developed a podcast or a, a, a pilot together, my boyfriend and I, and we pitched it to Comedy Central, and it's like a sex talk show. And they were like, okay, cool. They greenlit the pilot. And so he wanted to get a sense of like how I talk about sex. And my show is about dating and sex. So he's like, I'll listen to her podcast. Mm. And he spent like a whole weekend listening to like a lot of episodes (laughs) and just was just devastated because it he had reason to be so because I was scared of communicating with him, Mm -hmm. my frustrations with whatever we were going through. And so I would pretend like everything was fine with him and then I would go in this thing and really let it out and it wasn't cool. That is, by the way, my husband's nightmare of what could happen to us. Mm. Not anymore, but when we first started dating, his fear was that his thing was say whatever you want. I just don't want to learn anything I don't already know about how you feel about me listening on the podcast. That is that's the perfect thing to say. That's that that's a great rule. And that's um and yeah, that's the thing. I well, so what he learned of, a lot. Like what kind of stuff? <laughs> you know, like uh, I would. Um, hmm. I think one time I said that I had used some kind of um, thing that I knew would make him jealous in a fight to make him jealous, and oh. I and he didn't know that at the time. And then he learns on this podcast, like you just told me that because you wanted to piss me off because you were mad at me. Mm -hmm. And so he was like, that was, that's really lame. And it was lame. And then a couple other things, like I would tell stories that for comedy and, um, it would, I would like change the story in some way and it would make me look cooler than I was. Or like maybe he said the funny line and I would give it to me, (laughs) you know, as a comedian does, it sounds terrible saying that, but like, okay, Carlos Mencia. Yeah. You edit and you, you make things seem like they happen. Like there's rules of comedy, you know, like things that happen closer to you are funnier. Things that happen closer in time are funnier. So I would adjust things and exaggerate and, um, he he said that was lying and i agree some of it definitely was and then 
Yeah, he just doesn't. Uh, I, I was just being kind of sweet. He said, <laughs> "What does that mean?" Just like. I'm pretty cool. Like, I think at one point I said, <laughs> like, you know, just thinking I'm cool. And um, when I, you know, and I thought at times I was, I've, I don't know what I, I came off as to listeners, but I, I feel like I never really think I'm cool because I don't. But um, I think a couple times, like I was just, you know, talking about sex. I'm just like, you know what? I'm not scared if he cheats on me because even if he went off to anyone else, they're not going to be as good as me or like stuff like that, that I'm like, I don't feel I'm mm-hmm. deeply insecure about. So I was just probably saying that because I'm insecure about sure. it. But then it, I came off sounding like he's never going to find anyone better than me. Like it was just stupid. And, and that bothered him though. Yeah. Just being like, I've got him wrapped around oh, my finger. I see. Like he I have all the power. I'm, yeah. And cause we all, I was also talking about like how we, we're thinking about opening our relationship up or like we've we would be maybe open to doing that someday <clears throat> and i what was, yeah <laughs> and so i was like you know uh, he, he can go off and do whatever he wants because he's not gonna find someone better than me like that kind of cockiness mm-hmm. and then i think i also said like you know he wouldn't be able to handle me with someone else or something like that which he never has said and it was just me just being pretty sweet is what <laughs> is what the thing is. So he broke up with you. Yeah. But was, then you got back together. Yeah. But it was so, so bad because um, we had just started this pilot together. And so it was in the beginning stages of like me, him and our showrunner, like having <laughs> Skype meetings every day and oh. and and like putting this making the show and we were I was about to move to LA with him so that we could all make it there together, but we were both still in New York at the time. Our showrunner was in LA. So we were in the process of just like planning the move and everything. And then we broke up and I'm like, Oh my God, I have to go. I have to work with this guy for the next three months, every single day on a show about sex and relationships. And, and is he, the show, are are you guys a couple on the show? No, it's, it's a, it's a talk show. So I'm just the host and he, um, he's a producer. So he was executive producer and, um, alongside of me and the other guy. And so it was just, it was going to be torture because I want, I didn't want us to be over and to imagine him like, me seeing him talk to another girl or like everything was just it it was the it was the worst time of my life in a while and I cried a lot and begged for him back and I eventually got him back by just um I did uh I well I you know he needed time to just process it Mm -hmm. And for people to talk to him about it and say like you know she's a comedian she takes certain creative Liberties. license yes and um and he kind of you know calmed down and uh i also apologized in the way that i should have and i also did some real groveling and begging and just really pathetic just like please take me back <laughs> and just like crying and i was also reading gone girl at the time so i felt <laughs> like am i gone girl like am i this girl who's like pretending to be the cool girl i just watched that yeah a few nights ago oh yeah right it's yeah. um so like I are you like, turning yourself into what you know he he wants and and that's what I felt I had done. And that's what he thought I had done. Because in the beginning of our relationship, he was like, you seemed like this like sweet girl that had never that had a boyfriend. Again. And like, yeah, that that this innocent girl who had just never, I mean, I told him like I'd never had like a real boyfriend. I, and 
that's not technically true because I had guys that I called a boyfriend, but like to me, it never felt even close to what mm. I felt for this guy. And they'd always been long distance. So, um, anyway, I eventually, we eventually started hanging out, like going on first dates again, you know, or it's just like so awkward and, uh, just, I would end up crying every night. Cause like we wouldn't, we would walk past the f- place. I remember one time after a, an awkward date when we were just starting to talk again, we like walked past the place where we had our first kiss and he didn't even like acknowledge it. Like we usually, he usually like pretends to get down on one knee, but he's just tying a shoe or something like just like a, a joke, but he, <laughs> but he didn't do anything. And I was just like, Oh my God. And I started like crying on the, the platform. And then, uh, you know, then he walked me to my, my house and all this anyway, but I ended up, um, we were, we met in the park and he was like, uh, I wanted to send you a song about like how I feel, but I was scared that you were just going to make fun of me about it, like on the podcast. So I didn't send it, but there's a song that makes me like, it's exactly how I feel. And it's this ween song and ween has like a million songs. And he was like, I'm not going to tell you which one, just don't worry about it. So I went home and like tried to find the (laughs) ween song and there were all these different ones. And it ended up being this one that's like, you're going to be all right. Or like everything, like it's pretty much like we had something good, but like, you're going to be fine. Just go off and do your own thing. It just wasn't our time. And it was like, just, just like, Oh, this is so breaking I, my heart. It was, it was, it was awful. I was, I felt like I was needed to be institutionalized. Mm-hmm. Like during this breakup, like I felt like how insane. long had you guys been going out when you broke up like a year and a half. Oh, wow. So it was Do I know who this guy is? No, no. He worked on my MTV show. That's how we met. We're from the same neighborhood in St. Louis. We would have gone to the same high school, but he went to private school. I went to public. Like it's it's crazy. Our lives. But is he the guy that? Because when you were last on the show, you were going out with a guy who you met on your show. Yes, is it him? that's him. That's the same guy. Yes, the one who won't even take Advil, but does yes. eat McDonald's. Yes, okay. yes. Oh, <laughs> good. Okay, yeah. You just listened to it. That's exactly who. So. Yeah, I mean, I we've we've broken up twice now. The first time I broke up with him because he wouldn't tell me he loved me, and I was just like, "Well, then we're done." Mm-hmm. And uh, and then the second time was this time. And anyway, so he told me he was going to send me the song, and I was like, "Okay, well, I'm just going to like do. I'm going to be like, what's the the John Cusack with the <laughs> insane the, anything yeah. with the boombox? Yeah, I, I'm just I'll do anything to get him back. I have no shame about it. So I. Um, there was this Taylor Swift song that I really love called um, uh, Back to December. And it's about how she screwed up. And she's like, if there's any chance that you still want to be together, please let me know. Like, I've changed and I know what I did wrong. And so I rewrote the song. I rewrote the lyrics to fit our relationship. And then my roommate's a musician and she records stuff all the time, like in a room. So I was like, is there a way you can like dub my voice over <laughs> this song and uh, and make it a song? And And so I like was like singing the song in my living room and we put it together and it's really funny, but also like very real. And like, and I sent it to him just being like, here's a, here's since, you know, you didn't want to give me the song you wanted me to hear. Here's, here's one for you to listen to. And he just thought it was just, I didn't tell him I was on it. And I was just like, so he started playing it. It's just like Taylor Swift. And then I come in and he said, he like dropped the phone that he was laughing so hard and he just loved it. And I think that was the first time he was like softened a little bit and Mm -hmm. we were like, okay, we can do this. And then, by the time the show got into full swing, we were back together and it was good. So what did your friends think while all this was going on? You know, they were they were supportive of me, of course. They were like, he doesn't get it. He's, you know, you're a comedian. You need to be able to say whatever you want. He can't censor you. But then I would explain to them, like, he's never censored me. He's always said, say whatever you want. 
you can joke about me in any way as long as it's funny. And this was not funny. This was just me on a podcast just talking. What? Was it a little bit passive aggressive? Like, were, did you have resent? Because you had mentioned before yes. that you were having trouble communicating with him. Yes, so. it was absolutely like I definitely had some issues with him that were like that. I was too scared to confront him with because I was scared of him being like, you know, reacting the wrong way. I'm scared of con- confrontation. Of Always course. have been. And yeah. I, I'm scared of abandonment because I'm and I also don't want to hear what he would have to say back to me. I grew up in a house kind of where. I would complain about something. They'd be like, well, will you do this? And it's like, that doesn't have anything to do with it. So I'll just keep my mouth shut because mm-hmm. I don't want to be told what I'm doing wrong. So yes. I um, I just like kept it all in. I would just gr- grin and bear it. And then I would just go on this podcast and just vent. And um, yeah. And so my friends were like, you know, fuck that. Like, just say what you want. And you're better off like without someone who's going to censor you. And I was like, he's not censoring me. Like, you don't understand what I said on this thing. Like, I know exactly what I said. And it's, and the person he is, it is just, it's not okay. And I know that he's that person. And I knew saying it, it well, was plus, okay. It sounds like, and I can say, I can, I could, I can see both sides of it very clearly, mm-hmm. I think. It sounds to me like he wasn't saying, you're a bad person for saying this. He was saying, I'm really hurt by this. So hurt that it's getting in the way of us being together. Yes. He was like, that was pretty much it. Yeah, but at exactly. at the same time, I'm, that's why I asked like, what your friends were thinking because I'm sitting here and I'm like, but you didn't do anything wrong. I know, but I, but it, yeah, his feelings about the situation made it impossible for him to see me in the same way he did before that, he said. You know, he was like, I just feel like I don't know you because this person yeah. I heard on this podcast who is supposed to be like, this is the real me. It's like, <laughs> not the person you are with me. And I had a really, I had trouble with that because I feel like I'm so myself with him and then I'm so myself on, on podcasts. But like, I think that, um, I think that I just had some real resentments and of, about our relationship and I just didn't know how to properly communicate. And now having gone through that, we're so much better because of it. And, you know, every time we fight, I think we get stronger. So I think that in the end, it was a really good thing because I would have just kept keeping it all in but Mm -hmm. um but now i know i'm not i'm not scared because i just already went through the worst of it so i'm not scared to confront anything bad that happens because i'm like i have nothing to lose anymore because i i did lose it and then i i suffered through that it can't be worse than what i felt then i kind of think for a relationship to well actually i won't say this for everyone in my experience for a relationship to work and maybe it's just for me to be able to stay in the relationship. It has to be a situation where if something bugs you, you just mention it. And this, my marriage, this relationship is really the first time I've been in a relationship where that's worked the way it's supposed to work, where yeah. the other person's able to hear it. Because I sort of probably like you grew up in a house where if something bothered you and you brought it up, it never went well. Because in yes. my family, it wasn't that they would turn it around on you, but it was that if if when you voiced how you felt about something if that hurt the other person's feelings, then it was your fault and you should have known ahead of time. And it was, you know, that was a character attack and it became this thing that was like, I can't even, I don't understand. I can't process this. I'm the one who my feelings were hurt. So I got it in my head that if something bothers you and you mention it to the person and they're hurt by it, that's going to be the end of the relationship. Probably. I mean, I just was really confused about how to handle all of that. Yes. And, uh, I lived in a house if like my mom and I got in a screaming match or my mom and my dad were fighting, my mom would just leave. 
And then she would come back hours later, and then everything, we would act like everything was fine. There, no one talked through anything. So my first reaction in any fight is to just leave um, or or just be like, just pretend like everything's okay mm-hmm. or just like stay quiet and get real small. And then it, that's just such a terrible feeling, and it weighs on you so much. But I was just... I'm just so scared of confronting things like to just because I'm scared that people will be like, well, if you feel that way about me, why are we together? Bye. Right. Like, right. I just like it'll just go. Nuclear. I think everything needs to be perfect, which is impossible. Mm-hmm. So um, I'm glad now I realize that I'm with someone who I can tell my complaints to. And he's just like, OK. And then he tells me how he feels. It's just it's healthier now. Yes. But I just, it took, it took me too long to learn that. I was a late bloomer. It's really scary the first few times. Cause, yes. And what you were saying about that thing of just making yourself real small and getting quiet. I would do that too because my thing was I, t- like in my head, the worst thing you can do is unload on someone and tell them how you feel and possibly and make them feel bad if it's unwarranted. So if anything bothered me, I needed to really think it through to make sure I'm in the right or make sure I'm justified. Whereas now it's just like Daniel will be like, something bothering you or I'll say it to him. And it's always in every, both of us, it always starts with, I know this is probably stupid, but, and it's always some tiny thing. I feel like that's how, that's just what relationships are being bothered by something really stupid. And then if you don't confront it right away, it it inflates into this huge thing that it doesn't need to be. And that's exactly how I feel. Like I just am worried that it's not going to be, um, my headphone just came out, um, that it's not going to be, um, it's not warranted. Like I, that I am not entitled to my feelings. But the thing is, if I feel away, I feel right. away and I can't help it. And yeah, maybe I do do a disclaimer where I'm like, maybe I'm crazy here, but I don't like the way you're doing that. You know, I do a lot of like, well, you're not like, he'll be in a bad mood. And I'm like, you're not talking to me. And he's like, well, technically that's not true. I am talking to you. And I'm like, okay. He's like, well, tell the <laughs> truth about it. Okay. Well, you aren't talking to me the same way that you normally do. And it makes me feel like garbage mm-hmm. and like, you're just shorter answers. He's like, so don't say I'm not talking to you. Cause I'm not just silent. I'm like, but that's just like a, a turn of phrase. Like yeah. you're not talking to me, you know, like, but now I just, Literal. I've learned that he, he needs me to communicate exactly how I'm feeling about the situation, which is, it's, it's good. But, um, I have this, I wanted to start a joke about this because, I feel like a lot of girls I've been talking to about this. My boyfriend, he'll never like scream at me. He's not a screamer. He's not like a, we don't fight like that. Neither am I. He gets just quiet. Like when he's mad at me or mad at a situation or annoyed or hungry, he just gets quiet. (laughs) And it's just like, yeah, yeah, okay. Like one word answers and just, and and if we're really in a fight, like if he's mad at me and we're not ready to confront it yet, like I can be in a room and I feel invisible. Like I could just like be reaching over him and putting my like naked crotch in his face <laughs> or something. And he just pretends I'm not there. And it's this, it's worse. It, to me, I'm like, I'd rather you hit me right now. And I don't mean to like make light mm-hmm. of, of abuse, but I feel like I'm working on a bit right now where I feel like there should be a um, ignored women's shelter. <laughs> Like for a place for women to go when men just like don't talk to you and like, cause what do you do in that situation? Like I, I feel parallel paralyzed mm-hmm. by it because I feel invisible and I'm like bending over to try to like seduce him. And he's just like stepping around me. Like, it, you know, he's trying to get past people to the back of the plane and the, to go to the bathroom or whatever. Like he's just like, Oh, excuse me. Um, but I think like you show up at this shelter and they're like, uh, and you're like, are you, you're safe here? Because He's not looking for you. Like he doesn't <laughs> want to be around you. 
And like they make excuses for like why he's ignoring them the way that girls are like, oh, I fell down the stairs. He's like, well, he's like in mime school right now. And so he's just like practicing being silent. But like I, I think it's a real thing that a lot of girls and guys experience like that's that um, that silent treatment kind mm-hmm. of thing. It's it hurts. Yeah. Hurts really bad. Um, but it makes sense that uh, I'm with someone that does that because that's kind of what my parents would do to each other. And then did you come from a family that didn't talk about like that? They would just like it wouldn't get worked out. It would just you would walk away from it. Um, no, my parents fought a lot. Yeah. So it is possibly just the other side of the coin, because mm-hmm. I feel like even though they were yelling a lot they weren't talking about the actual issues. Right. It was just other stuff and it was name calling and it was stuff that as a kid made me like, it just put this pit in my stomach <sighs> the second I would hear the voices and I still am not good around yelling. Um, but I don't think, you know, all of a sudden then they would be not fighting and I don't think they resolved anything. Yes. I think stuff just got pushed down and then it just popped back up. Um, which I can't imagine living that way. <sighs> I, I don't get it either. I can't believe my parents haven't been in therapy. I was thinking about that the other day. I was like, I cannot believe they have functioned for 60-something years, you know, as just people, mm-hmm. living beings, without having talked to anyone about their feelings. And like you said about those raising voices whenever – I was back home recently and my mom, like, was watching some – you know football game and was just like ah! like screamed and i like got triggered by it i was just like oh no there's fighting and i was like oh my god that's still in yeah. you that you poor thing <laughs> you're scared by yelling but it yeah it happened a lot um so what's going on with your show now we find out like next week literally oh, wow. like a week from today probably well if it gets we'll, picked up yeah if it gets picked up they're um they've focus grouped it and it did really well and then it's um it's going to like be shown at comedy central at this like for everyone the network and then they'll um they'll decide very soon so we shot it in december it's been a really long time to wait but that's just the way things and work. i remember you were tweeting for people to come be in the audience yes is that this is that show yes. right yeah what's so it called it's called not safe for work Oh, right. And, yeah. Which a lot that. of people don't know what that acronym is we found <laughs> in testing. They're just like, what? Um, someone thought it was not safe for women. And I'm like, no, that's like not it at all. But um, yeah, it's just like a sex talk show and it has uh, two panelists on it. But then we also do like social experiments out in the field. And it's just a way to talk about sex openly that we're like, we're all doing it. And it's not like we're like, ooh, we're going to talk about this next. <laughs> like Jenny McCarthy. It's not like that. It's mm-hmm. just like, yeah, we're all fucking. Let's talk about it. So um, it was really fun. And it's like exactly what I want to be doing because that's all I want to talk about. Sex. And my and therapy thing <laughs> and the stuff we're talking about right now. Yeah. It's just so interesting to me. Well, so it's funny that you started this podcast by saying that now you're sort of afraid of podcasts because when I went back and listened and, and um, not that anyone's wondering why, but the reason I've started doing that when I have someone come back for the longest time, when I'd have someone come back, I would just go read their, the description of the episode. Yeah. But then my fear was always, I'm just repeating the interview. So I've started going back and actually listening just so that we don't, you know, but we covered everything. Everything like right out of the gate within the first 10 minutes. <laughs> it's crazy. We were sort of like this one. We were already talking on that one about dating guys who have girlfriends. And yes. Then I remember? And oh, I, remember I had a blast at that one. After that episode, I remember thinking, 
I'm really proud of this episode. We both were really open about a ton of stuff, but I bet we're going to get a lot of hate because there are people out there who are like, anyone who would sleep with a married man is an awful harlot, you know, and a strumpet and all sorts of old fashioned words. (laughs) The crazy thing was, I don't know about you. I didn't get any hate after that episode. If anything, the response was so positive. And and I think people just really appreciated how open you were about so many different things, about relationships, about your eating disorder, about, um, you know, we talked about feeling like a fraud in career and all sorts of stuff. It's, I I don't know if this is why I do that. I, I don't know, but I love, I would have loved for someone to talk about that stuff when I was young or even now it's it feels so great when you hear someone talk about something and you're like oh my god I do that too yes. and that oh my god so I'm not alone because so much of my adolescence was feeling like a freak and you know just feeling like I was wrong and just if I've learned anything from the mistakes I've made I like to like tell people about it and and help them but like that to me was a big thing like in middle school and high school just feeling like my thoughts and my feelings were just so I was so weird Mm -hmm. and I know that's like what Lady Gaga says a lot like (laughs) embrace your monster but like I don't I don't feel like I was like this theater nerd that was just I have this talent no one knows about and it's weird I felt like you should be institutionalized you're weird the dark thoughts you have like I would make jokes that were just very dark and my parents would just be like what don't talk like that like I just felt so much shame about the way I thought and so um I've had to look at it that way in terms of like, why do you, why do you say everything? Why are you such an open book? And I guess it's like, okay, it's because it's probably helped one person maybe. And that's enough. On the episode, you talked about that. You talked about um, feeling not only like it helps other people, but that it actually had helped you because you talked about uh, going on Paul Gilmartin's podcast, Happy Hour. And that's how you found your therapist. Yes. Are you still seeing the same therapist? Yeah. So for the listener who hasn't listened to the other episode, you Donna. talked about a lot of stuff on the episode. A lot of um, a lot of listeners wrote, you know, were so moved by what you talked about. They sent you emails and one was like, you have to go to my therapist. Yes. Yes. One girl was like, you, yeah, you have all the same things I have, eating disorder stuff, issues with your mom and dad and everything. Um, check out this therapist I see in New York. So I wrote her name down. And then when I really was in crisis, I called this woman up and I've been seeing her for almost three years now. And she is, we, t- we talked on the phone earlier today and, um, sometimes you just talk to your therapist and you're like, I'm, I'm doing good. <laughs> All right. And it was just like a 15 minute call and she was just like, cool, cool. And then other, you know, I'm like, let's talk on Thursday because I'm sure this won't all be cool. You know, like it changes so much, but, right. um, but yeah, she's a she's a crazy lady, and she just tells me like it is. She's very harsh, and I need that. I think another thing that I had forgotten that we had in common, which is so weirdly specific, is we both have sisters that were the cutest thing in the whole universe. Yes, and we were but would both constantly be in situations when we were very young where people were just fawning over our sisters, and we felt so conspicuous being the awkward kid nearby yes and i've never met anyone else who had that very specific i haven't either (laughs) yeah it really is and no one ever noticed that like maybe we shouldn't do like 
you know, favor one kid over right. the other. In well, public. in my, the weird thing is that my family did notice it and it became, they did. yes, oh, but oh, that's I don't, even worse. it kind of is because it became an You're issue. You're pretty too, Allison. <laughs> it became like an issue in the family over how are we going to deal with this? Oh and so God. then, and I think that's why, and I think I had mentioned in that episode, if someone's being complimented around me, I begin to feel really weird. I do too. Like, I, I don't know what to do with myself. And I think it's because it triggers this like, oh, you're being passed over. There's something going on. And it's, it's upsetting. Cause in, I think that, I think I was fine with it. I agreed that my sister was really cute mm-hmm. and I felt sort of maternal towards her actually, even though she's only four years younger. But I think knowing that it was agitating my parents then made me have to regard it as something negative. Yes. Oh my gosh. And like, yeah, you were trying to take care of your parents and yes. your sister. Yeah. That is so, that's so much. I, yeah. I, I think it's interesting. You're right. Like drawing attention to it maybe isn't the best way because my parents would always fawn over me more than my sister. <laughs> my dad would always be like, you're so beautiful. I probably said this on the podcast before and I'd be like, actually, I don't think you did. You, my, my, my therapist now is like, you're, you're, you never trusted your parents because they were lying to you. You weren't pretty. You weren't. Your like, therapist you were, said this to you? Yeah. She says it to me all the time. She goes, you're not a beauty. Stop trying to be like a model. Like stop looking at yourself like you have to f- meet a standard that you don't. Because mm-hmm. you're not, you're a comedian. You're not a model. And it's not that I'm like wanting to be a model, but like in a way, yeah. Like it's... A, all women do. All women, all women want to yeah. be the pretty... Like just right. you walk in a room and everyone turns and looks at you. Like you want to be that chick. And... Um, I've had to accept she's like you're not a beauty you're average and it's wonderful and it's fine you're not better than anyone you're not worse than anyone and I'm like that's just do you know Giselle Bunchen? like have you seen her like she, she's like she's not better than anyone or worse than I was like okay whatever agree to disagree but um, it's just was interesting she was like you you didn't trust your dad because he would tell you you're beautiful and you're like I know the situation you're lying so that that right there set this whole like mistrust throughout my whole childhood because he was full of shit that's so he's just I trying have, to be nice i totally have that with my parents too and occasionally i'll fall into this adolescent thing of trying to get them to see how shitty some situation is or how much something sucks and i'm like why am i i think because they're their first instinct is always to explain why something's okay and it's like because they, they can't handle the bad thing yes um and I'll, but yeah, it'll, I'll feel very adolescent when I'm like, you know, you don't get it. Yes. <laughs> but it's sort of similar to being like, no, you don't get it. I'm not pretty. I'm not like, I, boys aren't paying attention to me. I'm fat or whatever. Yeah. It would be. Yeah. I remember sobbing on my dorm room floor and calling my dad at like two in the morning because I was drunk at college. And my sister, I was a sophomore, but my sister came up to visit. She was a senior in high school and she hooked up with the guy I liked. <gasps> And I just remember sobbing and being like, I'm just the ugly one and no one will ever like me. And then he's like, what? What are you talking? Like, he didn't get it. But I just, and he had no sympathy because mm-hmm. it was just sounded so insane to him that I was, and I was being so overdramatic, but it was just like, it was devastating. And she just was, I don't know about your sister. I'm sure we've covered this, but like my sister had no idea that she was as beautiful as she was. She wasn't like ever rubbing it in my face or right. anything. But like, well, right, because your sister is perfect my, and helps people, right? But my, yeah, but my friends would rub it in my face and they still do. They're like, Lauren is so beautiful. And I'm just like, I know. I'm the one who just talks about it. I talk about it too. Like, you don't need to inform me about it. It's so <laughs> annoying. Um, Yeah. But it's, 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 uh, 
I I love her. I have so much love for her now, and it's I'm I'm a little I'm past it. I think, but you're right. When everyone when anyone gets complimented. Uh, if someone goes like, oh, I like your jacket to, to someone next mm-hmm. to me, I'm like, they hate my jacket. <laughs> it's I, such a narcissistic mm-hmm. way to think about things like are like, yeah, anytime I take it as like, well, they hate whatever I have that they just complimented or they feel like they have to now compliment me and I just want to yes, get away because yes. I don't want them to have to it's say a pity anything. compliment. Right. Ooh, so, uh, yeah, it's um, like even I can't take compliments even that well. Um I was just telling someone this. If I go to the bathroom after a show and that's like the crowd is in there and I have to be in a stall and I'm like hearing them talk about the show, I just have to plug my ears and go, no, 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 because I don't want to hear any good stuff or bad stuff because the good stuff's not going to be good enough. <laughs> They're going to be like, she was really funny. And I'm just like, really funny? <laughs> like, that's it? Like, you know, or they'll say something shitty and it will just ruin my weekend, you know? So I just, I just try to not hear anything it's got it's to the point now i can stay after shows and meet the audience and i i'm a little bit more immune to it but it was years of me just like hiding after even the best show of my life just because i was like someone's gonna say the wrong thing would you like did you hear a lot of negative stuff no no just the fear of it just the fear of anyone like overhearing someone talk bad about me i don't want to know whenever anyone's like reading youtube comments i don't understand it i don't read any of it because i don't I don't want to know what mm-hmm. anyone's saying about me behind my back. I like to live in this, like, I like to suspend disbelief. I think that's the <laughs> phrase. And I just pretend, like, you know, even though I talk a ton of shit about people, no one's talking about me. When I leave a room, no mm. one's saying it. And I know they are, but I just don't want to know. I just... Have I, you always been that way? Because I've started yes. adopting that, like, I don't go to message boards. I don't read comments. I don't do this. I don't... Some comments I will read, but for the most part... I'm now, I mean, it's such a predictable pattern where I look at it and then I feel bad, but in my head, it's not tied to, I read this and now I feel bad. It's just like, oh, now I'm in a, you know, like all of a sudden I'm like, I'm realized there's a very direct predictable correlation and life's too short and this isn't helping me do anything. It's actually hindering me and it's changed. It's making me make choices on the show that are based around trying to appease imaginary things. Yes. So yes. I realized it's no good, but I had to fight an impulse. It sounds like you didn't have that impulse. I, I definitely, you know, sometimes I'll go back to watch a set to make sure I'm not doing some material if I'm putting together a set and I'll just like see that the comments are there and like kind of blur my eyes and just like look. But <laughs> the temptation, it's totally there. And, you know, on Twitter, I definitely, you can't help but read stuff that people write to you. But um, yeah, I just, I don't want to know. And I also, something you just said about, commenting on and then you changing it yeah like it just no good can come of it i was saying that i make yeah i'll start making choices on the show to appease something in the sim in a similar way i have um of, of not reading comments i've also stopped following people that i'm jealous of or that i look at their careers and go why aren't you why aren't you as far as she or he or Mm -hmm. you know like why it's usually she let's be honest and uh, that's why I didn't say he she Uh, it's you know like there's certain people that trigger me to feel like shit and they they do they like it's like cutting like looking up someone that I'm like they don't deserve that but they got that and I just and and you are you suck because you don't work hard enough and look oh there's a Instagram picture of her writing in her fucking amazing house and like you you don't even write at all in your shitty house or whatever so I feel like I know who you might be talking about actually 
sure. I mean, that's a very I mean, specific she has, one. If we're talking about who the person I'm ta- we're talking about is, she has an amazing house. Yeah. Yeah. And a lot of people, like, there is just things on Twitter that I'm, or Twitter and Instagram, and that I've had to stop following. And sometimes I, I do the wrong thing and I will just so look them, search them. So I guess you don't feel them. competitive with me. You don't think I have a fabulous life because you still follow me. Because <laughs> I, I know where I stand. You don't know if I put you on mute, girl. <laughs> you don't know. Um, no, I, like, it's, it's, it's mainly co- comedians. I'm kidding. No, I know you yeah. are, but like, I, it, they're just, they're, and they're, there's some really successful ones that I like love their career. It doesn't and, 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 like, but there are just some that just are such triggers. I mean, I think we all do it. Yes. And I think I'm sure we got into this before on the podcast, but like, yeah, I just, it's my, I think like, we didn't actually. Okay. I'm sorry. I keep saying that, but I'm just a little no, worried that's okay. now. I should have listened to it too. I <laughs> no, had no, the no, same no, thought. No, you, you definitely do not need to. Cause go I repeat myself all the time. No, but, um, no, no. That's why I quit drinking is because I would constantly repeat myself to people because I wouldn't remember telling them like this crazy story Mm -hmm. and they'd be like you told me that like last night like (laughs) why and so it was so embarrassing that I would just stop telling everyone's stories so like I just stopped having like good conversations because I was like I probably already told them this when I was drunk (laughs) so it was just this constant fear and so now I feel like oh I know I know what I'm telling people but I still don't like you still don't remember yeah it's hard uh, yeah so I'm my roommate recently went through a thing with a guy and she decided to unfollow him on everything just to like not worry about him reaching out to her and um and she's trying to abstain from it but you know she's um, and I'm t- trying to help her I'm like no good can come of you looking at that like what what do you want to see what's the best thing that you could see like him just being like where are you <laughs> and like literally adding you on it because that's the bet that's the only thing him kissing a girl is not going to make you feel like, oh, it's done. It's just going to make you feel terrible. Um, and then that's the same thing with these pictures of these. Ch- like, what what do I want to see? On I don't know. It's just it, sometimes you just want to feel bad. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And pity yourself. Listen to sad music when you're going through a breakup. It's like the same thing. You just want to wallow. Daniel just recently was like, do you feel competitive with so-and-so? Who's someone who's recently on the cover of a magazine. And I said, I do actually. I was like, how did you know? <laughs> It's crazy. We For d- me, I think it's when it's someone that at one point was a peer, was somewhat of a peer, and it's like, oh, and they have just, their career has just skyrocketed, and I'm where I am. And yet, first of all, this, lest anyone figure out who this person is, she's totally lovely, and I, I and super talented, and I'm so happy for her, yes. and she's super nice to me whenever I communicate with her, yes. and I wish nothing but the best for her. Totally, um, and that's the way I feel about old nice house writer. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, I think, and it's not like we were ever truly peers. It's yeah. just that at one point we were more like commensurate. Oh, no, I know what I was going to say. I, that was me just filibustering, so I'm like, I had a point. What was my point? Oh, my <laughs> point was... The fact that someone that I could ever think was sort of in my pool of talent or whatever in New York, the fact that they, their career is taking off is only a good thing, selfishly, actually. It's sort of like that thing of like a rising tide lifts all boats, you know? Oh, yeah. We should, when something good happens to someone that you actually know, that's only good for you. Yes. And I'm totally aware of that, but I still think it's human to be like, but, but why not me? What, just what did I do take, wrong? Yeah. It makes you take stock of where you are. Yeah. And it just makes you feel like I don't, I have a real problem with like, I don't work hard enough. And like, I, and the thing is, I think that that may be true a lot of times, but also I just don't have that extra gas tank that some 
of these bitches have. Yeah. Where they can just go all night and work all day and then go do sets at night and then record a thing the next morning. Like, they don't need to sleep as much as I knew. I do. I just... I've kind of accepted now that I am, like Donna says, average, and that's fine, and I'm just going to work <laughs> with what I have. And, you know, they may be able to, like, make, write, you know, books and movies and TV shows and produce all these things, but I have really great friends that maybe they don't have. Like, I try to focus on, like, mm-hmm. things that I'm good at uh, that maybe they aren't. And you know what? A lot of them are miserable, it doesn't make you happier sometimes or a lot oh, of times. It doesn't, it doesn't, it ever. doesn't ever, it doesn't ever make you happy. No, it just I, makes you have, I don't even know what it does actually, it, because I'm sure that if we were at that imaginary rung on the ladder, we're just going to be having the same conversation. Yes. But I'd be, it's so funny you say this because I beat myself up for the same thing. Like, I feel like I have a successful podcast and it keeps me busy, but then sometimes I think, or if I look at it the other way, yeah. it's like one of those optical illusions where it's like, is it candlesticks or two people looking at <laughs> yes. Or I look at it the other way, I'm unemployed and I'm not challenging myself. I mean, granted, there's all these other things I'm trying yes. to get going, but really a thousand percent now is when I should be putting all my energy into writing a book. Like I, for the longest time I've been like a book would really, that's the thing that I should be doing. And yes. yet... There's these other things, like the day-to-day things that I put, I put time into and it takes me away. I don't know. I, I'm bad at managing my time. But I was actually thinking about Aisha Tyler. And I was thinking about all the stuff that she does. Yeah. And I was thinking, you know, she's on a daily talk show. And she also does a podcast. And I was thinking, I know if I were on a daily talk show, I would... I listeners don't you worry i will keep doing the podcast but i know that it would be difficult yes at the, especially at the very beginning yes it would have to talk to her about efficiency yeah i when i did my show at mtv i i tried to do stand-up still because i was like i'm not gonna let that atrophy you know but i couldn't i literally like broke down at the comedy cellar one night because i was just so exhausted i can't i can't do everything that these other chicks can do sometimes yeah it just it, it it's I need to, a certain amount of sleep and a certain amount of like self care that like those situations don't allow me. And, um, you know, I, I just, the book thing, like knowing all these, I think it's fear too. Like you're, you know, that a book would be great for you and mm-hmm. that you can do it and it's going to, it would be sell and people would be so excited. But then what if you can't write a book? Right. You're then that whole dream that you have isn't is was a lie but at least when you don't do it you haven't learned that it's (laughs) right it's still an opportunity and that's how i feel about literally everything that i set out to do it's just like ugh. what if i now learn that this is not i'm not as good at this as i thought i was so what are your things that you feel like you should be doing a book uh a scripted tv show a um a movie a like just I mean, there's so many things, like even like updating my website, like stuff like that, that I just, I mean, there's so many things I think, uh, putting out uh, a special, but like my thing, I've never put out an album. I've never put out um, like an hour special and it's all because I just, I'm like, it's never perfect. But the Mm -hmm. thing is, it's never going to be perfect. It's always changing. And so I just have to do it. Like I don't do things unless I'm forced and there's a deadline. So like I'm trying to pitch a, um, a, a pilot idea so that someone I can get a writer to help me actually make it. But 
I and all you have to do is put together like a one sheet about like what would this look like and I cannot bring myself to do it but I just got a new manager who is like where is this thing like is it kind of on me about it which is what I, I told him I was like I need that I need you to set deadlines for me and he's like, okay, we're going to um, set a meeting with you to meet with someone about this thing. And I'm like, he's like, Donna tells me you're just average. Yeah. Yeah. And he's like, when's, so I have to have this thing done by Wednesday and I probably won't start it really until Tuesday, but that's the way I got through college with, you know, a B plus average. So that's what my career's kind of probably be, <laughs> but like, I just can't set deadlines for myself and this mm-hmm. is the wrong business to be in if that's the way you work. I do wonder though, these, these super duper go-getters if they're just like they wake up at eight and then they sit down and they work on things that have no deadline that they have no reason to think are actually going to be things but they just will because they will will it into existence and then just i don't know i mean i don't know what to do either yeah i don't want to know almost i'm like scared to know because i'm like oh i just don't want to do that (laughs) i want to sleep in i want to nap i don't i don't like staring at a blank page i mean louis has talked about it like what it's it's uncomfortable. Writing is uncomfortable, and it's the most discomfort you can feel as as a as a writer. And uh, just sitting and with a blank solitary. page, and it's solitary. And so, when there's any opportunity to be like, oh, well, I'm going to play with my dog, or I'm going to clean my like, if someone tweeted recently, like, if I want to get my house clean, I'll sit down to write. Like <laughs> that's because you will do anything but. Yeah. Um. And but. And we're also in a culture that we can be so easily distracted that it's easy just to write just, on the box where you're trying to write. There's a thousand there's windows. A, exactly. <laughs> and so that's the big hurdle is just getting through the discomfort because it's n- never going to be easy. It's never just like flowing. I don't know who like Lena Dunham. Like, I'm just like, I will I never know. be that. I can't do what you do. And she's like, it just, um, I, I don't know. It just, it makes me feel bad. Like I'm not a hard enough worker, but it's like. I I am because I'm tired a lot. So like <laughs> I probably am. Yeah, I think you probably are. Thanks. Um, all right. Oh no, I know. I was going to say I had some people tweet in questions that they wanted to ask you, which I want to get to. Mm-hmm. But I made a note that I wanted to come back to. You mentioned that oh. you open relationship. You and your boyfriend were considering that, and I was just curious. Yes. About that. Um. And wait, let me just interrupt you and say when you said that originally, I think I said what? Like, oh my god. And then I clutched my pearls. And that's not really how I feel about no, it. No, you're not wearing pearls. But you clutched your little <laughs> st- super silver out of style A. <laughs> I love it. Um, I, um, yeah, we, I, in the two years that we've been together now, I have found that I'm very turned on when he tells me about his past relationships and like hookups and he'll like just tell me these stories. It's almost like erotic nonfiction you Mm -hmm. know like I just love to hear about this and it it really does it for me and um and now he's kind of run out of stories and I'm like (laughs) well you need to go make some stories and I just there's something about other women wanting my boyfriend and 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 trusting that he doesn't want to be in a relationship with anyone else like I just there's something about it that turns me on and I'm curious about and I also I'm really uh I subscribe to the idea that like you know we're not naturally monogamous and that like you know, I don't want to, I don't want to ever feel like he's like, feels like, oh, I can't feel I don't want him to resent me because he can't fuck other people. Mm-hmm. But the thing is, when I told him like, hey, I might be open to the fact that you could go sleep with another girl someday. He like reacted like 
girls react when they get proposed to like he started crying like he was so excited there is no equivalent for a man except that and he i have a job i'm like he started a pinterest um he uh yeah he was very psyched and then also when given the opportunity he was like now that i kind of have the you've given me the go like i don't even want to like it's just a matter of like when you can't you want to do something um so I think it's something that we we definitely will do eventually because I just I want it to happen. But like he's not super like I need to go do this. And I think it'll happen naturally with the right person or whatever. And I don't know that if it, it will go both ways. Like I said before, I don't know if he'll be cool with it. We haven't really talked about it that way because I don't think he's turned on by the idea of me being with another mm-hmm. guy. How does he react when you talk about past stuff? he doesn't care for it like most men i think a lot of times at least with my girlfriends i talk and they they want to know about their guy with like their past relationships and like why that didn't work out and what did you do with her and like Mm. um but guys are kind of like i don't want to know they just want to believe that you are like a a virgin right before they met you and so um yeah he doesn't like to really hear about past stuff and it sucks because a lot of the people i've been with are still my friends because they're in the comedy world and that's tough for him like because everywhere we go he's like well did she sleep with that guy that guy and now we've gotten to a point where i'm like i just tell him if we're going somewhere and there's going to be someone and that's been a lot better for us which i thought would be the worst thing right that was one time we almost broke up is because i told him i had not slept with someone that he knew and had met and he asked specifically like have you been with that guy and i was like no and because i'm just like what it's not going to help you to know that I've been with mm-hmm. him. It's not going to do any, it's only going to be bad. And then it eventually came out that I did once I was a little more comfortable with him. And he was like, you lied to me. And he was very hurt. So now I just have to be honest about everything, which is so hard. <laughs> he sounds like such a sweetheart. <laughs> he does. I think so. I thought you were being, um, okay, good. No, he I wasn't is. being sarcastic. Okay, good. Yeah, he is. He's, he's very smart and just like, um, He's he's he he loves me a lot. It feels great because he he didn't say it for a while, and now I I feel very loved by him. I've never felt this loved and like in a thing that I just feel trust. And yeah, he's great. I'm very lucky. It's interesting that you're turned on by hearing about his past stories because I I have that thing where I want to ask all the questions, um, and I do want to know like, oh, why didn't I mean? Just recently, I was like, what did you and um, ex girlfriend name? Like, what did you guys used to do for dinner? Did you cook or did you go out? Or I mean, like, I ask all the questions, but even, and, and of course, I'm curious about all the sexual stuff too, but for some reason, hearing about it doesn't, it doesn't turn me on. It actually makes me feel, I guess, jealous, actually. I don't, it doesn't make sense, though, because it's the past, but for some reason, when I hear the stories, my brain doesn't perceive it as the past. Totally. It just perceives it as like, oh, you had feelings for someone else, as if he was never probably how your boyfriend feels about you yeah it's i i think that's a common feeling as well and i do get a, t- a tinge of that like yesterday and i've never asked this he had a girl a long-term girlfriend before me who he still is like he still quote-unquote loves because they did they had a breakup based on the fact that she wanted to get married and have kids and he didn't want that and so they split and it was a a mutual thing and a very sad thing they both mm. mourned it and so he still wish he wants the best for her and and i've never really wanted to talk about her because like i like to talk about the ones that were like oh that old <laughs> right. slut you know or whatever like i like <laughs> to talk about the one that was just like you know would do like really dirty things and just was like never wore panties and stuff like that but uh 
And so this one, I, I, and they were together longer than we were. And it was the one before me. And I've always felt a little in competition with Mm -hmm. her in terms of like, does her family, does his family like me as much as they like her and all that stuff. And so yesterday at lunch, I like finally worked up the nerve and I was like, can I ask about you and blah, blah, blah. I was like, um, what would you guys like do together? Like, what would you like? <laughs> what would you like? How would you like hang out? Like that I was love, for some I reason that. that was more scary to me than being like, how did you guys fuck? Like yeah. that to me, like being like, what would you do on a lazy Sunday? Cause then I'm like, and I was just crossing my fingers. Like, please don't say like hiking and adventures and like things that I hate, you <laughs> yeah. know? Cause I was just like, I don't want. And he was like, honestly, pretty much. And I, he was like, first of all, do you really want to know this? He liked it. Like he was like, because is, is this going to make you feel sad? And I was like, no, I can handle it. Like, I went through, like, every scenario. I was like, no, I got it. And he was just like, honestly, like, kind of like what we do. Go out to eat, watch shows, and, like, sit around. I was like, I actually love that. Because then that means, like, you're doing, like, that's, like, what you want in a girl. Like, and it's not – I was, like, worried he was going to say, like, you know, just – pretty much just hiking and camping because that's <laughs> that's what my dad always wanted from me is to be like a really outdoorsy adventurous sporty kind of person and i just am not and i've always felt really uh, ashamed about that so i was just i was i was glad to hear that but that it, it is funny that i would like to hear about their sex life it's easier for me to hear that than than just the mundane stuff they would do yeah it's yeah i don't think of myself as a jealous person well that's not true. In the past, I probably, I'm, I'm, I'm not a, you know, some people it's like, they're like, they can't even, even if you tickle them, they won't, they're not ticklish. Yeah. And I feel like they claim to be that way regarding, I'm just not a jealous person. Like they're missing the jealous gene or something. I'm yes. not that person. But when it comes to Daniel, I don't think of myself as jealous. However, lately my new fear and I, I articulate this to him, and I think it's probably a bad idea that I articulate this to him. Yeah. But my fear is, and I, would, I wonder if this is a common fear. My fear is that he's going to meet someone who's so wide-eyed and taken with him and makes him feel like he's so super duper and like everything like the kind of like a woman who's like oh my god I like you did that all yourself you're so amazing the things that yeah. as a wife i've stopped doing yes, <laughs> like making him yeah. feel super great and it'll just be intoxicating for him to be around someone who makes him feel so amazing that even though he is devoted to me and i'm sure the idea of falling for someone else is the last thing that he would ever yeah. consider i just feel like because that, that would be sort literally of, intoxicating. Like he wouldn't be thinking yes, straight. That's and I and I've said that to him. And I'll do my in my imitation of the girl that I'm. And convinced. he's like, keep doing that. <laughs> I know <laughs> you're like role playing. I know it's weird that that's become my new fear. But I think that it stems from my feeling guilty that I'm not being enough of a. I don't know what the right word is for what I'm not being. That I'm not. Maybe that I'm taking the relationship for granted. Yeah, you're not enthusiastic. Yeah. yeah, you're. Yeah, I'm not like. Oh my you're god, you carried all. But I really should like you carried all the groceries in yourself. Wow. But I, I really should be appreciative. I for don't that think kind of he stuff. Wa- would want that. That sounds no. insane. Well, I'm. I'm but yes, of course. It. But like I um and yeah, I think it's important to be aware of those things. And, yeah, and I think that. That jealousy, probably you will probably tonight give him some compliment that you wouldn't have because of this conversation today. Yeah. And I am definitely going to do the same to my <laughs> boyfriend because I think that 
you just know how it makes you feel mm-hmm. when you are appreciated for something and you're just like, whoa, you haven't said that to me since like we first started dating or whatever. And it just, um, it makes you fall in love all over again. But yeah, I, that's, I worry about that as well. That's why I said it for this open relationship type thing. I'm like, it just has to be about sex because I don't want you like being charming. I don't want you to have an emotional connection <laughs> because I don't want her, I don't want you to meet like a cool girl, you right. know, that is like cooler than me. Maybe I just, I don't have enough confidence in myself to be cool enough, but like sexually, I'm like, whatever, I could do what anyone else does. But that's not true at all. <laughs> I'm really not great at blowjobs. And um, so I just, I don't know. But that's the thing. It's so funny because he is not, he, he has this thing where he's like, you know, I'm not like the tallest guy in the room where they, I walk in a room and everyone goes like, whoa, look at that guy. So like, I have to have an emotional connection with a girl for her to want to sleep with me. Mm-hmm. So you're going to have to get past that because I'm going to have to do a little flirting. And I'm like, Bleh, you know, but as long as the girl knows the score and she doesn't think like, oh, I have a chance with this guy. Right. And she knows he has a girlfriend and like everything Then I think we'll be OK. That's a special kind of girl, though. I That's was going to say, where are you going to find this girl? You don't usually find because I think you and I would have pretend. I mean, not in that particular exactly. situation, but you, you and I would have pretended to be those girls and then we would have had emotions. But the thing is, I don't know that we would have if I would have known like she knows and she's cool about this and I'm not. This is not a relationship. Yeah, you're right. I would have been like, oh, I don't like that she like knows. It's more right. fun when it's sneaky or whatever. Yeah. I think that that would have turned us off a little bit. But here's the thing. Of open relationship couples I've talked to, the guy usually gets more hung up on the girl in the relationship than the girl does because it takes a certain type of girl to be like, you have a girlfriend? Okay, this isn't going to go anywhere. I'll still fuck you. Mm-hmm. Like It takes that kind of girl that's like, I don't get jealous. Like, I don't get attached. Those girls that are like, I can have sex with anyone and not get attached. I don't it understand It takes that them. kind of girl. Yeah. Which is a rare breed. But then the guys are like, I get to hook up with this girl and yeah, she has a boyfriend, but like, yeah, I can just handle it, just sex. But then it's, they, because they're men, they're just like, yes, sex, yes. And mm-hmm. they don't really think about the situation and then they are the ones that get hung up more and are right. like more attached and the girl has to be like, hey, you know what this was? Whereas the girl on the other side is kind of like, yeah, I knew the score and like, She's a much like you have to find that she's a much harder find than the mm-hmm. guys are. Right. So, yeah, it's going to take a special is there a person. website for this or something. I'm sure there is. Um, and then just Craigslist, I guess. Like that's a, <laughs> a thing I want to do on my show is me interview girls to hook up with my boyfriend. And they have to be like oh, a little funny. less hot than me. A little like not as funny. Like I it just like give them like an interview, but like still hot, but like uh-huh. not in, a, in maybe in a different way where it's like not stepping on anything I'm doing. So um, if they get chosen, it's such a weird backhanded compliment, yes, right? It is. <laughs> I mean, I, yeah, because I, I I struggle. Like, do I want him to be with someone like crazy hot? That's like this like, amazing experience for him, or very different, like a like a very exotic looking girl? Because mm-hmm. I'm pretty white bread and. Um, but then I'm like, what if he's really into that? It is, it's, a, it's a like, Ugh, I don't know what, but it, I think that would be an interesting experiment to do. I like that too. Thanks. Um, you know what? You should send the girls who get rejected or who get chosen. <laughs> Sherry's berries. I know. Also, would be great. those would be a great gift for your mom for mother's day. Have you had Sherry's berries before? No, I haven't. They're so good. Um, they are big, juicy, delicious strawberries dipped in chocolate. There's milk chocolate. There's chocolate chips. There's dark chocolate. There's white chocolate with, um, swizzle. Why they would you send so... flowers when you can send that? I know you can't eat flowers. No, but you can eat these and I do every year, and mine should be arriving any day now, and I'm pretty excited, and I know Daniel is too. Um, and I have given these as gifts so many times, and people always 
send me pictures and they're like, these are so good. Thank you. And then I know that my, you know, they've been a sponsor for, for a while now, Mm -hmm. which I love. And whenever my listeners, you know, send me a tweet or something and say, oh, I gave these to my mom or I gave these to so-and-so, I would say, let me know what they think of them. And then I hear back that, you know, so-and-so loved them. Um, They're just... People are always super excited to get Sherry's Berries. So I have a special offer for you guys. Sherry's Berries is offering giant freshly dipped strawberries starting at $19.99, which is over 40% savings. Go to berries.com, click on the microphone, and type in my code, best friend. Um, again, so I told you guys all about them. But also, I should mention, uh, and I've given people things other than just strawberries. If you go to the site, berries.com, they have all sorts of things. They have berries, cake, truffles, brandy pops, pretzels. They have chocolate-dipped cherries. Um, you, you can get lost in all the options uh, that are on the berries.com site, and they're all super-duper good. I've tasted more than I uh, should even admit. So here's the only way to get this amazing deal. Freshly dipped strawberries starting at $19.99. This offer is for my listeners only when you use my code best friend. Visit berries.com, B-E-R-R-I-E-S.com. Click on the microphone in the top right corner and type in best friend. Again, go to berries.com, click on the microphone and enter my code best friend. This deal expires this Sunday at midnight, so make sure to order now. Okay, let's play the Topic Sombrero song and then... Uh, ask Nikki some questions that were tweeted in. It's the topic, topic sombrero. We asked for topics and you sent them in. It's the topic, topic sombrero. Now pick the topic and let's begin. It's the topic, sombrero. All right. Carlisle Go says, ask her about ASMR. Interesting yeah. topic I never had a name for until I heard her talk about it. What is that? It is a, um, <laughs> it's so hard to explain. It's a feeling that you get when um, someone talks, whispers to you or talks softly and it's like, or like touches your hair or like shows you an object and is just like very intimate with you. And it sets these tingles off in your head that cause like what, are described as brain orgasms but it's not sexual it just if you have this thing you've had it since you were a kid and you'll know instantly what i'm talking about when i describe it it's like you just get this overwhelming calming sense of like euphoria because someone is like i used to get it when women would come in and help in my fifth grade class they would like help us with our math homework like moms and they would their bracelets would like hit the desk and they'd be like so then you carry the three over and i would just be like like i just couldn't focus because i was like tranced out in this feeling and for a while i thought it was lesbian because it was just such a um it felt like a forbidden pleasurable feeling Mm -hmm. and it would always be set up by these like nurturing women and so I think it's because I just grew up in a chaotic world that like I loved the feeling of just being like softly spoken to and like nurtured. So anyway, it's ASMR and if you have it and it can be triggered by many different things. There's people who like um, whisper videos. Anyway, there's a whole YouTube community. Millions and millions of people watch these videos because it's like porn. It's for, for this feeling. It triggers it. And you can lay there and get this tingling sensation having people um, – like you, there's ones where people are just brushing someone's hair or, you know, um, just tapping on their iPhone or like, like crinkling a water bottle or I, I listen to, um, oh my God, the feeling I'm having is not one of brain orgasms or tingling. Yeah. It's, it's more like, ah, no, out of my skin. <laughs> I mean, 
<laughs> this is the weird one. I like to hear people eating. Like it soothes oh, me. Wow. It's crazy, which is like the number one most annoying thing mm-hmm. that people cite. So there's, uh, I mean, there's tons of different triggers for people, um, and it's called ASMR. And what does it stand? Do you know what it stands for? Auto Meridian uh, Sin ASM Auto. I don't, it's some, it's some Jeff's going to look thing. it up. Listen to the soft clicking of the keys. It's yeah. Yeah. That's a whole one is just like typing on like, just does typing. rain do it or is that too yeah, prosaic? That, no, that's pretty, that's, that's a good one. I mean, I think it's in the same realm, but it's not, it's usually another human being doing something, right? It's not usually set off by just, uh, inanimate or like, you know, even like, sorry about pets. Wendy, like listeners. you could even like, there's ones where people are like p- playing with their cats or something, but you like need the hand stroking the cat. Like you just need someone to be like, everything's going to be okay. And <laughs> we're just going to tap on this for a second. And like, you just go like the, I watch them like three times a day. I'm not wow. even joking. Like I'm addicted and to the point where it doesn't, I'm not even feeling the tingles anymore. It's just relaxing. Mm-hmm. So I've got to like stave off for a little bit so I can work back. That's up. So that. interesting. How did you hear about it? Well, I started just, I, one day I came across a, a video of like a masseuse, like massaging like something or like, cause I have bunions and I think I was looking up like how to <laughs> massage bunions. Cause I just really wanted a bunion massage. So I was like, maybe if I watch it, I'll feel it. Mm-hmm. And then <laughs> I was like watching these foot massage videos. And then I was like, maybe I just really love massage. Cause these are like doing something to me. Like they're making me feel so good and relaxed. And then I saw one was tagged with ASMR and I was like, what the hell's that? And then I followed that and it opened up a whole world and I'm well past massage videos. I'm, <laughs> I'm deep in. That felt relaxing to hear. Yeah, that's it. You're not looking up ASMR, are you? You're just looking up people eating sound effects. Th- that's ASMR though, right? Is that tagged ASMR? That, that's actually a sound I already had on my computer. <laughs> yeah, that does it. This would, but I mean, it, you can t- tell it's fake. Sounds like a werewolf. But um, yeah, but that would, I would listen to a person eat a bag of chips. Autonomous sensory meridian response. Autonomous sensory meridian mm. response. I gotta, I gotta memorize that. All right, and here's one from Matt Kay. More, oh, this is the guy who made our Touch the Tushy song. Oh, wow. um, Okay, more of a comment. I tried Nerd's Rope Candy because of her endorsement. Because oh, you wow. have a Nerd's Rope. Yes. In your, have you talked about Nerd's Rope, or you just have the big photo of it? I think I've talked about it on a couple things. I just love Nerd's. They're my favorite candy, and usually I like to chew gum and eat Nerd's because I like the idea of like squishiness in with the nerds mm-hmm. and then someone came up with a nerds rope which is essentially squishiness with a nerd and it's it's amazing and people I, buy them for me all the time i have so many i enjoy nerds ropes yeah it's I been a long them. time since i've had one and they're not that bad they're just like a quick like snack it's not right. gonna make you feel terrible about who you right. are they're, they're fairly low-cal for that yeah, they're kind of 90 thing. calories sorry yeah. i didn't know that but yeah that's the thing that's like the same number of calories as something that would be called healthy Yes, but exactly. it's really just the same. It's a ton of sugar, of course, but yeah. Um, but yeah, not going to make you feel awful. All right, and and lastly, although we already know the answer to this, Nate Partenheimer says, "Is she single?" LOL. <laughs> but you're not. No, I'm not. But, but who you knows when this thing opens up? <laughs> that's right. <laughs> um. All right. But I don't date anyone that says LOL online. Yeah. Sorry, Nate. Unless yeah. you were doing it ironically. No, I know. I um. <laughs> I, I always type ha-ha or ha-ha-ha. Me too. I don't know why. For some reason, that's acceptable, but LOL isn't. Yes. LOL is just, yeah. And but when we don't go ha-ha-ha-ha-ha, you know, mm-hmm. but it's just some reason LOL just feels so um, 
juvenile almost it feels it feels to me lol is like the most bland middle of the road kind of person who like middle america no offense to middle america person who doesn't actually think that you're funny they just think you're weird and they're writing lol yeah because people say that at the end of like sentences all the time just like it's you just add it it's like a period now to teenagers on on, on (laughs) facebook lol just finishes out any sentence you can say but i usually just sometimes i'll just do a ton of like i'll just hit my keys like crazily because it looks like i just like am laughing so hard i can't control my hands <laughs> and that's something that started back in the aim days uh-huh. of like when someone would say something about it, i'd just be like on the keyboard <laughs> and it's a little harder on your phone because it will sometimes do predictive text and it'll right. just say a bunch of weird words but uh yeah it'll accidentally write lol yes yes god forbid um all right let's do just me or everyone sometimes i ponder on something Johnny Primo says, you ever want to tell someone to shut the fuck up even when they aren't talking? Just me or everyone? Oh, yes. I feel like this is in the same neighborhood as hating someone just based on how their face looks. Oh, yeah. I've often like just wanted to punch someone because of yeah. how they look and it's so it just feels so hateful it really does it, it makes, makes me, me feel like a terrible person yeah yeah and then i have see now i feel like i might have talked about this before now i have your thing uh, but it, but i get that sometimes um i'll have a rebound effect where i will have a like hateful feeling <clears throat> excuse me towards someone just based on how they look. Mm-hmm. But then I'll think how unfair that is. I don't even know them. So then I'll have a, like a feeling of guilt and affection towards them based on how they look. And then I end and then I end up liking them, but it's very artificial. Yeah, and it's and, all based on the fact that you first hated yes. them and you felt bad about that. Right. Yeah. But the but it's ridiculous cuz I all of it probably is. have not had anything to you know, it's not like I'm talking to them. Although sometimes it does happen where I will be talking to them and have that same feeling. Yeah. Um yeah, I don't know where that comes from. That I really would like to get rid of that. That hating someone based on how they look because it couldn't be more shallow. It's so shallow, but sometimes it's right. I know. Sometimes you just yeah. Sometimes you just know. You just like the way like sometimes the way people like order at places when they know that there's a line behind them or like I go get frozen yogurt a lot and the way they're like sampling and they're like, well, what is this one? It's like oh well, no, I just hate that person decide already. <laughs> like. That that to me is the most annoying thing is when people are just not conscientious, uh, conscientious, chin, I can't say that word, whatever. They're not conscientious, conscientious okay. of what's go- of the people around them waiting yeah. and just like people when they, when you, you're waiting for a parking spot and someone just gets in and it's just like looking at their makeup and like their phone, like get out of there. Someone's yeah. waiting. I always speed. But see, that's not hating someone based on how they look. That's hating them for their, for their deplorable p- actions. So I think you're right. justified. Okay. That's true. That's true. But I definitely have had the thing where I, uh, uh, my best friend and one of my best friends in high school, her sister, I was just like, I want to punch her all the time because of how she looks. And I remember that was the first time I had voiced Did she that. have a weird bite? What was going on? It could have been. I don't want to get too specific because okay. a lot of my friends yeah. in high school had sisters. So I just, I, I, right. uh, who knows which one it, it was. It could have been all of them. Yeah. <laughs> Let's talk about frozen yogurt for a second. Oh my God. Yes. Where's your favorite place to go? I have three. Um, Whipped LA. Oh, I don't even know Whipped LA. It's at Fairfax and Santa Monica. 
and then um penguins is next in penguins at westwood and olympic and uh across from there is also the big chill i don't know any of these places really i'm not i don't get yogurt a lot but but sometimes I do, and then I always think, this is so good. I can't get this more often, but I want right. to. Right. Well, it's really like... Have you been in L.A. for a while? Because these are all three These are three L.A. yogurt places. Yes, they are. I, I have I have been in L.A. a lot. I lived here like for three years before, but um, yeah, I just have my spots that I hit. I just, I like... I, frozen yogurt to me is like the best food. Now... <laughs> These three places, are, is it just straight ahead, straightforward frozen yogurt or do they have their own? No, they have their own like low-cal ones that I like with like different flavors every every day. Do you, just, toppings, yes, no? Sprinkles and coconut, toasted coconut mm-hmm. if they have it. But like, yeah, I love a good sprank. Is that, that a, sounds like a, is that that a single like a sprinkle? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I like them single. I like a bunch of them, <laughs> but it also sounds like a derogatory term, um, <laughs> a racial slur. But yeah, I love sprinkles. And um, yeah, I'm going to get Froyo after this. What's your favorite flavor? Do you have one? I usually like a, um, God, what if, like a peanut butter. Because I don't even like peanut butter really, but I just like it in Froyo. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, now the self-serve places? Yeah. Do you oh, like I love that? those too. Okay. Yeah. Um, those are, these are, the ones I listed are not self-serve, but they just give you a giant mountain of frozen yogurt that I'm always, I always get to go because I'm embarrassed to even walk to my car with it. Cause like people be like, she's going to eat all that. And I'm mm. like, yeah. And then I'm going to eat some more later tonight when I go to my other, that's why I have three spots. So oh, I can right. Go, I can go. So they won't know once a day. Yeah. It's, do you believe the, I don't want to believe anything. the calories. Yeah. Do you believe the calories in the frozen yogurt? Um, no i don't and i i do believe that like the way they mix it like it's going to come out differently anyway Mm -hmm. but i just don't care that i just have to not care because um so far it hasn't like completely like run me off course um but yeah there there are times where i just like get burnout on it though like i just that's what i do with food because of my eating disorder past i just get obsessed with one kind of food and I eat it until I just hate it again and th- or hate it. And then I move on to another one. And then I'll eventually find my way back to that old one. It's like, it's crazy. It's what, crazy. What have been the other things that you've been super into? I mean, um, God, it's so like popcorn for a while mm-hmm. is one. I mean, they're all like, you know, diety type crap. Right. I'm really into oatmeal right now. Um, salads have always been a thing. Um, uh, spring, like s- fresh summer rolls at Vietnamese places. I used to eat those all the time. Oh, well, the ones that are super locale because it's that clear wrapper yes. thing with like a, and a I just shrimp love the consistency in and like you dip it and, um, uh, what else? Yeah, there's just been so many weird ones. I'm just like a, yeah, I'm, I'm that girl. I'm, yeah, I'd rather not be, but that's who I am. Snapchat. That's who I am, too. Good. I make things that no other human would ever eat. Yes! Okay, good. <laughs> Me, too. Me, too. I was being, I was being pretty, um, uh, yeah. I was, I was listing the ones that are acceptable to say on air. But, like, I yeah. had some weird stuff. Oh, no. I have... I com- so there's these... Combine things. 40-calorie fudgesicles. Oh. I know exactly what you're talking about, and I don't buy them because I will just eat the entire box in like one sitting. I'm pretty close to feeling like I shouldn't have them anymore um, because I will. Yeah, because I have trouble because I'm I'm convinced because they're not that many calories, but when you eat a bunch. But so anyway, 
Yesterday, I took a cup and I put three packets of Truvia in it mm-hmm. and then a couple spritzes of I can't believe it's not butter mm-hmm. and, then, and then a squeeze of um, sugar-free maple syrup. Okay. Have you had that? I think if no. you have too much of it, you will have intense gastric discomfort. Yes. It's the kind of... Oh, no. It's not zero calorie. It's 15 calories per a quarter cup. Yeah. But it's the kind of thing where if you ever taste it plain, you're like... Oh, this tastes kind of what like maple-flavored gasoline. So I mixed it all together, and then I dipped the fudgesicle in there. That is And then took a amazing. bite. That <laughs> it sounds was, fucking amazing. It was not bad. Um, I'm Perfectly totally on board with that. good texture. But I know there are certain diety things that make me, like, really not feel good and not able to have sex or, like, anything. Like, you know, like, that are just discomfort the rest of the day. Like, yeah. I quit diet soda. For me, too much trivia is like that. I, I do so much trivia. I chew a lot of gum. I, um, yeah, one of my favorite things to eat that is a weird combo, but I really actually think it's good is like taking Greek yogurt, like plain Greek yogurt, mixing in a trivia. This is so, I can't believe we're doing this. This is, um, I, that's I already ashamed. how I would be eating okay, the so Greek trivia yogurt. Okay, so trivia with a plain Greek yogurt, so yeah. it's like a 100 calorie one with trivia. And, and you put one packet in and then you, those seaweed snacks. Oh, wow. And then you put a dollop of it in the seaweed sack and then roll it up <laughs> and then eat it. And it's like this salty, sweet, amazing bite. And it's really good. That sounds pretty good. It's like, I, I mean, I will put popcorn or like something salty, like uh, chips or something in a salad just to give it a like oh, a yeah. salty. Yeah, it's like croutons, you know? I'll put chip crumbs in a salad. But people are like, oh, why are you putting popcorn in a salad? I'm like, because it's crunchy and it's like the same as a crouton. Lay off. People are so close. You know, those are people who've never dieted and never counted calories, I think. I know. Is what it is. Because when you're someone who counts calories all the time and is very aware of it, you become creative. You d- you definitely... That's so true. <laughs> Yesterday, my boyfriend was like... He was like, so when does it become a problem when you know the calorie? Like, Because I'm like... I go, like I know if I'm having ago? a... I know when I'm having a bad day if I know how many calories I've consumed already. Like it's in my head and I'm doing the math while we're sitting here talking yeah. or on my phone I'm doing the math or something and then I'm thinking about like I got to work out. That's me when I'm not feeling good about my life. But if I'm not thinking about that stuff, it, it, I know that I've had a good day. If I can't – I don't know if it's been over what I usually want or under. Like I just don't mm-hmm. know and I don't care. That's a great day and I was telling him that and he was like – Really? He was like, but I'm like, he's just starting to look at nutrition facts. Like he's never read a label in his life, which I'm just like, what is that like? <laughs> what is that imagine. freedom? Yeah. Like he'll just like stop eating. eating something when he's like tired of it. But I'm like, there are two pieces of pizza left. Like why yeah. would you just throw little, two little Nubs. slices? He's like, I'm just like, I'm I'm good. I don't need it. I'm just like, I don't understand you. I'm mm-hmm. clean plate club. But uh, he was like, what, when do you think it's like a problem when you start thinking about calories? I'm like, when you are like, that's the only reason you bring up your calculator on your phone. Or like <laughs> you are doing little tabulations like on your papers around the house. Like that's when. But it's interesting for me to know now that when that's, that's when I know I'm depressed is like mm-hmm. I think I'm fat or I'm adding up calories. That's, it's not because I'm fat or it's not because I need to count calories. It's, it's the indicator. I need control because I'm feeling depressed yeah. and out of control. Yeah. Well, that was something that we – we, we t- talked yeah. about the both of us the first place we go is i feel fat yes if if we're feeling like anxious yes. or anything like if i have a a meeting coming up or anything like that i'm i'm too fat for it yeah, yeah like, i always feel that way yeah like yeah that, that's that's it and it's so wrong all right <laughs> yes johnny primo says but wait i'm sorry these seaweed snacks though aren't they real crispy yeah. So when you fold it up, it does... It, it bends, though. They bend. Okay. 
They right. they will be pliable enough to bend. You got to try it. And sometimes they break, but like your hand gets a little messy. Yeah. I, I'm telling you, you'll, you're oh, gonna I love it. Oh, I will. I mean the. The yogurt and the trivia already. So. I mean, it's it's and and the the yogurt isn't like runny like on like Greek right. yogurt's like thick and like uh, it's so good, man. Oh my god! All right, Johnny Primo also and this is a fairly Johnny Primo heavy edition of uh, Just Me or Everyone. Look through someone's Insta, meaning Instagram. Excuse me. <laughs> I didn't hear anything. You didn't. Uh uh-uh. uh Jeff, did you hear a sound? I swear, a sound came out of my throat. I'm deaf. <laughs> I did not hear anything. Uh, are we going to go? <laughs> that was, was not it. There's a frog in my throat. Should I go ahead? Uh, <laughs> that was not the sound. That was not it. <laughs> Look through someone's Insta. Next thing you know, you're on their brother's cousin's ex-wife's profile of pics from Barcelona in 2009. Oh, yes. That's just how these things work. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And then you accidentally click like. Oh, and you that's the worst to... if you're on like an ex someone something or other. Yeah. I, I'm deep in my ex's, yeah. uh, g- this ex-girlfriend of his. I'm always checking her Instagram and like I always almost do the th- like double click and I just... Mm-hmm. It's like that feeling of like when you almost get in a car accident. You're like, oh my God, I'm so lucky to be alive. Like, this is a new world. Like, that's how I feel. It's exhilarating. Kay Inman says, just me or everyone, secretly hate it when my husband calls in sick, parentheses, I work at home. He messes up my routine, but I do feel kind of bad for him. This is interesting. This is the inverse Mm. of the one I had, because recently I said I secretly like it when my husband is homesick from work, but then I feel guilty because I feel like, oh, I, I shouldn't be happy that he's sick. So she feels the other way. So that one is not me, but maybe it's more people. I, I I would understand that. Like when, yeah, you just want to be alone that day. You have your, right. you want to make your little yogurt and seaweed <laughs> snacks and your boyfriend or whoever is just going to like look at you weird and be like, you're right. gross. And you just want to have that alone time to do the you things alone. Yeah. And he's, he's infringing on that. So yeah, you should feel a little bad, but not too bad. Right. So maybe it's everyone. Yeah. Yesterday, no, yes. Yester J. Ray says, it bothers me when in a car, it bothers me when in a car scene moves the wheel side to side too much when they are throwing cars moving straight. Yes. That's, that is. Great actors do that. Really? Yes. Who did I just see that was doing that? And was it Ed O'Neill? No, it could have been. In Married with Children. I was just making a joke. Always. Yeah. The oversteering. If. And just like the moving back and forth, when you're driving, you're you not never, going ever back and forth. You just maybe occasionally you right. fix a little bit. I think it's because actors don't drive themselves. <laughs> maybe you're right. Also, in office scenes, people are often typing, like how you type when someone says something funny. Yeah. They're just like going like, and video games. Just yeah, too and that's much. never. What are you doing? Right, it's Have not you real. done that before. Cats Meow Five says, "I rather listen to podcasts than watch TV sometimes." Well, that's very nice. Yes. I like TV a lot, but I also like podcasts. So like it's for me, I'd realized when it was like the jinx or cereal, which one? And I was like, cereal for some reason, just like, I always remember where I was. I was driving when I heard that episode. Like I just, and you get to like close your eyes and go to sleep to these things with TV. You feel like you're missing something. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. I do like that, that you with, with sometimes I do feel like, you don't get to tell me where I put my eyes. Yeah, yeah. Did you watch finish watching the Jinx though? Yes, it's so good, right? But also creepy. I mean, I loved it. I I, I love them both. That it was so good. I I'm 
I would love to eternal sunshine myself so I could go back and watch it again. <laughs> like that's, yeah. it's, I want to forget that it, I watched it. It was so amazing. Did you watch it, Jeff? I have not seen it. Oh, you need Jealous. to. I heard it's great. You'll love yeah. it. I know that feeling though. I felt that way about, I think it was The Wire. The oh wi- yeah, I haven't wire- seen that yet. Me neither. Oh, see, I'm envious okay, of cool, that. Okay, cool, cool. Where you think, oh man, I wish I could unlearn having seen this so that you feel jealous of people that haven't seen it because yes. they get to experience okay, it for the first cool. time. Okay, cool. Then I have something. Good. I've heard The Wire takes a while to get into though. Is that not true? Um, I didn't think so, but I was, I was a huge fan of Homicide, which was the show that oh. they did before that. Um, no, I mean, it, it moves a little bit slow the first or second season, but it's, it's great. You'll love it. Cool. Marv Earthling says, when I hear the show's sponsors, they're not spelled like I imagine. And then he spelled Sherry's Berries and Warby Parker. Like Warby Parker, he expects to be spelled war space B period Parker. Um, Sherry's Berries is S-H-A-R-I apostrophe S. And I think some people expect it to be spelled the more the other like one of the other yeah. ways to spell Sherry's. But um, I haven't had that specifically with show sponsors, but there are things like that where I always picture it a different way. Yeah. All right. Johnny Primo um, says a brick of cheese has a life expectancy of approximately 17 minutes after getting home from the store. Just me or everyone. And I'm assuming I'm wondering, does he mean because it goes bad or because he eats it that fast? Oh, I'm going to gather. I'm going to guess it's yeah the latter. I was thinking the former right. first. Yeah, you're right. It's the latter. Yes. I don't have that with a brick of cheese because I would never buy a brick of cheese because I exactly. do have that with a brick because of cheese. I, <laughs> that's my answer too. <laughs> so that's everyone. Okay. Um, Omi Kim says, tend to chew food with the same side of my mouth. My hair may turn white, but I'll have pristine right molars. Just me or everyone. I do tend to chew on my right side. Why I don't is know why. your hair going to turn white? I don't know. That I don't, I don't get the relation. Um, Maybe when she, she just means at, as she gets older. Oh, right. I don't. Um, oh, okay. That makes sense. I don't. I don't. I have you don't not noticed that, but I'm going to because I'm you don't have to chew Froyo. So <laughs> I'm just swallowing. <laughs> yeah. I wonder why I do that. I've never noticed that. Do you have more cavities or anything on that? Side? Yeah, I think that I but I'm trying to remember now. I think that it started because there was something tender on the left yeah. side, except I can't figure out what it is, though, because I had to get, I just recently mentioned this. It's not a great story. I had to get a root canal many, many years ago. Uh-huh. I'm pretty sure that was on the right side. And yet the right side is where I chew. Hmm. Maybe you felt that it was so strong after that. And you're like, I need to <laughs> right. do it. I've actually done the same thing with my keyboard. I, for a while, had one that where the, the shift key where you, that you normally use to capitalize didn't work. So I got used to doing caps lock and then undoing it. Mm-hmm. And I still do that. It's like such a worse way to, to capitalize things. But like, yeah. In the course of this, I have inspected my own mouth. Root canal is on the left side. Okay. Okay. Makes but sense I, now. I had this so a long time ago, but that is why I think. Yeah, that makes sense. But you correct. But it's silly because I could for sure. You should shoot. I'm going to try. Give it a try. I'm going to do that. I'm going to dip my fudgesicle in grainy, uh, grainy artificial things none of which are food products, and then stick it on the left side. (laughs) All right. And finally, Stang GT 2000. Oh, like a Mustang, I'm assuming. Stang GT 2006. When going to a brunch buffet, breakfast and lunch are out of the question, so I have to eat enough food for both. 
I mean, I just think that's everyone. Yeah. How can you go to a brunch buffet and feel good about yourself afterwards? Buffets in general. Yeah. I mean, like, I'm always, but like, worth it. so tempted. And when I do go, it's the greatest time of my life and then followed by, like, the worst time yeah. of my life. But, yeah, I, um... Yeah, everyone. I don't know if anyone has restraint at a buffet. No. You know where I... feeling like, mm, good, satisfied. <laughs> you know where I do myself in on a breakfast buffet or brunch buffet, as it were? All the tiny little carbohydrates, like the mini muffins. And there's and then I look at like toast. I'm like, who would have toast in a, when play, in a have, situation yes, like this? Yes. When there's all this other tiny stuff. My weakness is cereal. Like if they're... I don't. I can't buy cereal because I will. No, me it's, neither. That's my favorite food. Like death row cereal would be like my la- like just going through bowl after bowl. Is there a particular kind of cereal? I mean, if I'm going to say my favorite, uh, Lucky Charms Rice Krispies, oddly enough, with really? a lot of sugar. Tea- yeah, oh, a lot yeah. of uh, Truvia and um, Cocoa Krispies, and, and I like it to get a little soggy. Mm-hmm. Oh, honey bunches of oats. A little soggy. I just, I could go on. It's the best. Where are you with Fruity Pebbles? I like them. Uh, there's like a little, like, kind of chemically taste that mm-hmm. I don't enjoy. But like, but yeah, the consistency. Right. Right. That's, on, yeah, I'm, I'm on board with they're that. They're in that Rice Krispie, Cocoa Pebbly. Love it. Category. Yeah. Cereal, it's a, it's a real no-go for me because I would not be able to control. Like, for me, it would be like, um, it's kind of, it's been so long, but like Frosted Mini Wheats. Yes. Or, um... Life cereal, I bet I would life like. Life is the cinnamon life <laughs> is the best. Oh my god! Ugh. But I don't like chocolate cereals. Well, there's exceptions to this. But when Daniel and I go grocery shopping, see this imaginary—I'm jumping around—but this imaginary woman that he's going to meet that thinks he's loves great, to eat all the. She's foods like, he you likes. can have bread. You can have like all the things that. You, yeah, you get that ice cream. You deserve it. All the things that I'm like, there's no way that's coming into the house. Yes. <laughs> she probably would allow all of that. That's that girl for me, too. She, like, loves to eat pizza and, like, is one of the guys yeah. and, like, likes sports. <laughs> so when we go to the store, he'll be like, do you like this? The, and the, if the answer is no, then he can get it. So I think the cereals that have made it into the house are probably Cocoa Krispies. Is that what they're called? Yeah. Or Pebbles. Um chocolate cheerios they have those oh really there's some kind of chocolate flavored cheerio so i I would not be turned off by any of these even if i didn't like it it would still the chocolate cheerios don't really turn me off but they're kept on a really high shelf and oh god they they keep their distance from me and vice versa so god keep their distance from you and snacky mcgee (laughs) nibbles mcgee i've named my alter ego that has fingers that graze nipples mcgee <laughs> oh my god i love that yeah. it's not a, yeah because i turn into a different person when it's time for me to eat nipples mcgee pretty much just comes out i'd say like after 10 p.m <laughs> yeah because it doesn't count no it's just well like, that's when i but also that's when i'm the hungriest i'm sure there's someone who's like this is all wrong from a nutrition standpoint and i'm sure you're right but that's when i'm my hungriest because i've been really restrained all day and now I'm really hungry. That's the problem with dieting is like yes. you will always go the other way. Yeah. Like it has to be moderation. But like I don't know what that is even. So. Yeah. Yeah. I, I'm the same way. Last night, 10 p.m. Like could not. I had brushed my teeth and been like, you're done for today, girl. But. I used to tell myself the kitchen is closed. That back. <laughs> that's awesome. 
That's so good. It didn't uh, work, but I would tell pretzel myself Pretzel M&M's. Oh. So good. But they're better for they're you better, than M&M's. But Peanut M&M's. Yes, way better. They're like definitely the best candy to get along with Nerds Ropes. And thank God I like, they're like my favorite. But uh, yeah, I love candy. I recently went to town on some multigrain English muffins. Okay. Now those, those are the kind of thing that I would normally not ever have in the house. However, I so I'm my husband and I are going through IVF. I'm trying to get pregnant. Oh wow! Um, and I had an egg retrieval scheduled, which is a surgical procedure where they put you out. So I was like, "What I really need is bread." I don't know why I decide. I for some reason it's like, if that's almost like the tiny death row experience of like something very traumatic is about yes. to be happening. Who knows if I'll wake up tomorrow? Bread would be good right now. Yes. And he had sent me a text saying, "Do you want anything from the store?" So. And I wasn't, you know, there's hormones involved that you have to give yourself. So I wasn't feeling that good. And you thought, what's better with eggs than English muffins? <laughs> right. <laughs> exactly. Tiny. My, oh, my God. Imagine if they retrieved tiny, tiny English muffins along with <laughs> tiny eggs. Um, yeah. So regular English muffins are 120 calories per muffin. The multigrain, like low, I don't know if they're called low, light. The light ones are 100 calories. Oh, great. Not when you eat the entire carton. I mean, of them. I know how that goes. <laughs> I anytime I buy those hundred calorie whatever, yeah. oh, it, I it all goes down. Yeah, it's um, yeah. But I know that feeling. I always thought that way on like planes. I always would like, God, I should buy like a Snickers or something that I just wouldn't normally get, so that if the plane goes down, I can just like get into it, right? Because it doesn't matter. I know. But guess what? None of it matters. I know. We're all going down someday. I know. Why are we even dieting? Because of. I mean, I know why. Instagram and that girl in our living room yeah, writing but, at that. Computer. But when I put on my jeans and they feel tight, I do want to like walk into the ocean or something. Oh, there's nothing worse. <laughs> no. There's nothing worse it's than t- tight jeans. Mm-mm. And then you see like the imprint and you're like, yes, oh, I've been, my body's been struggling all day. Yes. Oh, yeah. When you see the zipper and the yeah, and the seam all the way down yes. your leg. Oh, yeah. it's the worst. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> I need to talk about blinds.com and there's really no segue here that I can come up with. Speaking of... Can I pee? Yes. Yes, you can. Really? Yeah. Should we take a break or should I talk about blinds.com? I'm going to talk about blinds.com while you pee, but you better be listening the whole time because I know you're going to need to do something to your windows and you're going to want to use blinds.com. Okay. I will listen. Okay. <laughs> she said she's going to leave the door open. Oh my God. So blinds.com is... A website and a company that I wish was around a few years. You know, they might have actually been around a few years ago, but I wish that I had been personally introduced to them a few years ago because I moved into this place and I went insane when it came to how am I going to, like, what kind of curtains am I going to get? And I hung a different curtain from each, on each window I had a different curtain and it was like patchwork and I couldn't figure out what I wanted and all I began to care about were curtains and blinds and I went insane and what I really needed was someone to hold my hand and to help me make the decisions and help me figure out what size I needed for the windows, etc. Uh, and blinds.com would have been the perfect place because the customer service at blinds.com is... Um, it's probably like the best customer service you will ever experience because it's a friendly and helpful team of US-based decorating experts and they want to make your life easier. They want to talk to you about your windows. Um, and I know I've been saying the word curtains a lot, but go to the website, go to blinds.com. You'll see like 
anything that can cover a window from blinds to blackout shades to vertical blinds, horizontal blinds. I'm probably not even using the right blind terms, but they have it all. The website is really cool. Um, so you guys should go there. And Wendy, she enjoys blinds.com as well. Uh, actually, Wendy loves to push her nose into the blinds or curtains and push it out of the way and stare out the window. So she might have <laughs> opinions about which ones. Um, and especially now that it's spring, you want to bring in the springtime sunshine with beautiful light filtering shades and UV blocking solar shades from blinds.com. So whether you want to watch those spring flowers blossom or you need a glare-free look for your media room. And that's a real issue. I'm someone who can tolerate a little glare on the television, but Daniel is not. In fact, whenever we like set up a room, it always has to do with putting the TV in the spot where the light won't hit it or whatever. But Blinds.com can make it totally easy to get the look you want for the price you'll love. They have a sure-fit guarantee, which means that even if you mismeasure, they'll remake your window treatment for free. Send it right to you. There's great discounts all month long at Blinds.com. Um, so you guys hurry over to blinds.com where you'll find great discounts all April long from your favorite brands to popular upgrades on sale. You'll go crazy over the value and incredible customer service that's waiting for you. As always get free color samples, free shipping, free expert decorator advice and prices that crush prices you'll find in stores. Blinds.com. That's B-L-I-N-D-S.com. Again, that is blinds.com. Go over there and then let me know how it works for you. Um, all right. Well, Nikki Glazer, thank you so much for being on the show. This thank was you for super having me. Fun. I love being on your show. Oh, it's I love having really you on the fun. show. You're just so easy to talk to and you're, uh, you're great at this. You're, it's impressive. Oh God. Thank you so it much. It really is. You're good. It's not easy to do. Is that a, a ASMR? <laughs> is that working for you on an ASMR level though? Because to me, this is like if I was a, like alone in a room bones. and that was a little bit softer and it was actually like a real thing going. Yeah, but that's like a great kind of crunch sound that I like. I realized it. On, I was on a plane and this girl next to me had a bag of sun chips and was just eating them and I was just like, "Keep going, bitch!" Like, I was just like loving it and I was like, "Oh my god, a new ASMR trigger!" So yeah. That is funny. Yeah, I don't mind listening to people eat. I know that oh, that's a good. lot of people. Yeah, people are disgusted, are driven by nuts it. by it, especially mm. on a podcast. They yes. go crazy. Yes. Where are you with that, Jeff? It's more of a slurping thing for me. Eating doesn't bother me too much, but it's the slurping and the gulping that grosses me out. Yeah, but the crunching is kind of nice. Okay. Yeah. Cool. It sounds satisfying. It's yeah, like, you're you're getting something done. You're getting some work done. Yeah. You're making some hay. I like it. What would be the grossest thing to listen to someone eat? Soup? No, I feel like even that would be okay. Um, I know that I know this because I listen to so many people eat different things. I think like I <laughs> think that? slurping cereal is disgusting. Oh, like yeah, just yeah. slurping like the yeah. Like, okay. I just just bite your cereal and take it. I hate when the I hate that. That's just slurping. You're right. Slurping's the worst. Or the way that Japanese people eat. Uh, uh, noodles ramen yes. noodles because it's very that's a slurping sucking sound it's and, and it's all about the slurping sucking not only is it not considered disgusting there it's kind of a compliment so they're just <laughs> the whole time yeah mm. all right there was a person sorry to keep this going there was that's a person okay. at our former place of employment that used to slurp when he drank a soda and and once i noticed he probably did it always but once i noticed it, it was all i heard that's all you heard, all I oh heard. my god and i never wanted to say anything because i felt like a jerk but 
Now I'm trying to figure out who it is. I'll tell you after the show. You know the sound I can't stand? It is like fingers on a chalkboard. It's fingers on a chalkboard. Not really. Um, <laughs> no, it's someone... Snor- and I'm a fine one to talk, given all the disgusting sounds that have come out of my face in the last few weeks. But it's someone in another room constantly snortling or clearing their throat. And my oh. dad has really bad allergies. And, and That's I don't, why. He's, he has really bad allergies. And... He's alone enough that I don't think he even realizes he's doing it. So he'll just be sitting there just being like, (laughs) yeah, yeah. That was probably not a a fair uh, depiction of what he does. But (laughs) now that's more elephant like than it's just just someone just going constantly like, oh, that. that." Yes. And you, you think it's not. And like it's not coming out, it's not amplified right. because it's in your head, but it is. Yes, you're right. I find that most things that you think aren't particularly noticeable to the other person are. For example, and I've ex- I think I've talked about this. It's become something I'm constantly worried about. I feel like I've become very twitchy lately. I feel like I'm constant. It's almost like a nervous tick. I'm constantly, um you know, tightening the muscles in my face or, or my neck or whatever, yeah. which I think no one can notice, but a tiny little movement in your face or your eye. And I'm now I'm so hyper aware of everything going on in my face, but a t- here, like I'll do it. Listeners won't see, but like a tiny little like that. Yeah. I, it's like super noticeable. And now my whole face is on fire. But right you know now, what? But there are people who do blink all the time and they don't know they're doing it. So like then Robert when I Durst, like, so when I start <laughs> doing it, when I watched the Durst, when I watched the jinx, I no. started doing that. Just oh like, no. I was so afraid I was going to start doing I, and that. And I was like, Oh my God, what if like, cause you could be one of those people that yes. does it. And is anyone ever say to you, like, you're blinking too much? Like, people don't tell people these no. tics that they have. Although it's like having bad breath. No one tells you. In second grade, the teacher called me up to the front and asked if I was having trouble reading the board because I was squinting. blinking. I was blinking so oh. frequently. And it's like, no, there's just a lot of chaos at home. <laughs> yes. Which I'm sure is what it was. Absolutely. And I do think it's, it's associated with starting doing the podcast on my own. It's like, I'm totally fine. My face is going insane. Yeah, it's got to register totally somewhere. Yes. I'm reading this book right now, and this is the last thing I'll start a new conversation about, but there's this book called, um, I don't even know, it's by Dr. Sarno, but I've been getting a lot of back pain recently, and someone said, read this book and it'll go away. I was like, wow. what are you talking about? And it's all psychosomatic, which is now being called g- genosomatic or something like that. But anyway, it's... We have all this repressed anger and it manifests itself in back pain and back pain is really a thing. Like our backs are very strong Mm -hmm. and they are not like all these bulging discs and stuff. Like people have that stuff and don't feel any pain, but people that do have this disorder where they repress their anger and their fear and their childhood trauma, it goes to that weak area that normally would not feel bad. It's just a normal thing to have a bulging disc or a herniated disc or whatever. But then they experience this back pain and they go through surgery and all this and it, nothing will help it until you acknowledge the problems that are causing it and then it goes away. So ch- if so you have back pain, t- just check out this book because I, it's really already like changing stuff for me. And the guy's name is Sarno. S-A-R-N-O. Yeah, Dr. Sarno. Heal- healing back pain? Yes. Howard Stern claimed that that book changed his life. Yes, yeah. yes. Howard Stern. And then, um, yeah, some guy, I was at the comedy cellar the other night and I was complaining about how my back hurt and I was like what is going on? I'm, you know, I'm 30. This isn't supposed to happen. He's like, I couldn't walk for a while. Like I was literally could not walk. And I read this book and I realized it was all cause I was going through a breakup. And literally I, I could, as soon as I was finished with the book, I could walk around. 
So it's so all in our heads. Uh, you know, not, not always. He definitely right. has a lot of disclaimers. Like, you might have a physical problem, but oftentimes you do not. I am going to have to recommend this book to so many people I know. So who have many back people. Pain. I know. I'm buying it for my mom uh, this week. I'm seeing her next weekend. I'm going to give it to her. She probably won't read it because she's like, no, I do have back pain. It's real. Like, <laughs> well, I know it's real, but it's because you um, don't feel your feelings. Yeah. People should buy that on Amazon. And if they're going to, they should click through oh, the banner on my website at AllisonRosen.com because it doesn't cost you anything extra and it does help out the show. Thank you guys so much for all of your Amazon support. Thank you immensely for all your PayPal support. There's PayPal links on the right side of my website, AllisonRosen.com. We have a ringtone available. Hey, 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 go fuck yourself. You need this. And on a recent episode, Dustin said that he wanted people who have this ringtone to write in and tell us how it's, how it, how, how it goes when the ringtone goes off, you know, in some kind of situation where it's inappropriate. And we got an email. So I look forward to reading that on the show soon. We're still collecting those, but anyway, you need this ringtone connect with other fans of the show. Um, you can get that by searching, Hey, go fuck yourself on your iPhone in the iTunes store. And I just realized I didn't even tell you where the bathroom was. I found it. Okay. I loved that you didn't. I was like, I can f- do this. Like, it's usually just one of those doors. Right. It's the first door I checked. Okay, good. And it's a very beautiful bathroom, by the way. Thank you. I like, I like uh, the, the walls and the, the tiling tile. and everything. Yeah, Thank you. It was, uh, that was the linen closet. <laughs> you have a surprise. Buddy. I just went on one of the pads on the floor <laughs> for your dog. Those are for dogs and guests. Um, <laughs> follow me on Twitter at Allison Rosen. Follow the show's Twitter feed at A-R-I-Y-N-B-F. Email us A-R-I-Y-N-B-F show at gmail.com. We have two special bonus episodes available recorded live at the LA Podcast Festival. First one with Doug Benson and Greg Proops. Next one with Doug Benson, musician Matt Costa, and the former Thursday Gang. Those are $1.99 in the comedy album section of the iTunes store. You can get those by searching Allison Rosen in iTunes. Um Nikki, tell everyone where to go to find you and plug anything you want to plug. Um, I'm going to be in uh, Indiana this weekend. I don't know when this is going up. It, you might have just been there. Okay. Just was in Indiana. <laughs> had a blast. Um, I'm going to be in Texas coming up and um, some other places. I'm going to be all over. So just uh, check my tour uh, at NikkiGlazer.com and then um, follow me on Twitter at NikkiGlazer and Instagram at NikkiGlazer. And that is N-I-K-K-I-G-L-A-S-E-R. Correct. Perfect. Jeff, where should they go for you? Uh, you can find me on all your famous social medias at Colonel Jeff Fox. Excellent. Thank you guys so much for listening. I love you. Goodbye. Hey, do you know about the Allison Rosen Show? We had a good time, but now we gotta go. Yeah, Allison Rosen. New best friend